The Jalisa podcast aims to discuss matters that are core and germane to young Muslim women, in addition to making us feel more connected. We are two remarkable females sharing our story, the highs, lows, and the in-betweens of being a Muslim woman, knowing that there are several women who can relate to these stories. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to another episode of Converse and Wine with the Thieves. How have you guys been doing? I hope you've been doing well. I hope you've not been stressed. I hope you've not been overwhelmed with so many things. It's really hard not to be overwhelmed, Shabba. I hope you guys are getting a hang of it. Welcome back again. This episode is number two, the second episode we have on our fellas on the hot seat. And we have a very, very, very amazing fella on this hot seat. I call him an amazing fella because uh, uh, he has been meaning, he has been wanting to be on this podcast for like the longest time. He's even one that'll be reminding us that ah, oh yeah, I want to come, I want to come. Help. Let me let me come now. Like he has been so he has been pioneering each other. He sure wants to be on this podcast. And it's nice to finally have, have him on this podcast. I introduced you guys, Nurdin Salaudin. He's an aspiring podcaster as well a graphics designer, an educator, a brand strategist, and he also is the founder of Digitech Hub for Kids. Mm, that's really interesting, bringing tech literacy nerdings. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi How's everybody doing? Um, first of all, I would really love to appreciate BFK and um, Zainab. You guys have been doing an amazing job. I've really, really, like, I mean, I've listened to a lot of your, your episodes on this podcast. And to be very honest, it has, it has been an amazing journey. It's been so delightful. I've gained a lot. I've, I've really, really felt a lot, most especially like I loved your last episode on the podcast. It has been, really been an amazing journey here and I pray Allah's one of the like you guys to, I mean, pass even your limits that you guys have set for yourself. Um, once again, um, Nuruddin Salahuddin, just as Fazia has introduced me, I think she has literally said a lot about me. I'm a graphic designer, a UI UX designer, and yeah. I am the founder of Digitech Incorporation now. So Digitech, um, Digitech Hub for Kids is one of the subsidiaries of my of my brand, which is basically to create digital literacy for kids, most especially in the tech and in the tech field. Because um, we we've noticed that the the world is growing at large in the technological area, and one of my major missions is to ensure like kids are very very well versed in tech and how it can like benefit them their parents and then the generality of the world at last so yeah i think that's a bit of introduction about me um once again thank you so much um for zia and zena for bringing me to your platform and i believe we'll do magic and wonders today on this episode yay okay so it's so good to have um to have nuruddin on the podcast nuruddin welcome welcome i'm excited for this and yes we really do um you know we are grateful for that too you guys Fauzia forgot me on the podcast she didn't even say anything she has seen mine so she forgot me that I exist in this podcast but it's fine it's fine am I jealous yes I'm jealous it's okay um it's good to have you you guys really brought you brought bullets 
people like they call it, what they call it, rifle to this to this episode. Because after having the episode with Malik, and then Malik is saying that he's having his own hype and all of that. This time, we didn't have his own questions for us, and we don't even have an idea of what these questions are. So, Tabakalolo, if we don't know what to say, you guys should, you know, just completely for us on our behalf. So, yes, um, moving on. Really, I have questions, though. I'm always having questions for your agenda. It's like, I'm always having questions, yes, I am. <laughs> You know, be honest, you know, let's, you know, get into it. I'm sure you do justice to all of them anyway. So, starting with my first question. Okay. So, my first question is, there's this thing guys do. There's this thing guys do. And it's like, they intentionally do it. I've been in that environment of, you know, guys actually just talking randomly. And then something, I don't know if it's funny, but sometimes it's always funny. One of their guys, maybe in their squad or something, maybe, I don't know. It's not going to be funny at all, though. But then you guys start making mockery of one another. I'm sure it's for a girl. Mental health, my, in fact, best of course, also my blocking, straight up. But then you guys don't, you guys still go on with the relationship. I don't know if you understand me, but if you do understand me, let me know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand you. I think this this is this is something that happens in every guy squad, and like honestly, it's it's banter basically, it's banter. So in I don't know, it's like I think it's, it's like a guy code. I mean, for you guys to be friends, for you guys to be in that in that um, squad, you guys should know that banter is something that will flow easily, and it means no harm. To be honest, like. Whatever we say, do or practice, it means no harm. Even if you feel, even if you feel bad about it, like after the whole laughing and gesture and everything, you know that okay, today is just your turn to collect. I mean, there's always more room to roast everybody. So yeah, it's just banter basically. We mean no harm to one another. To be very honest, it's just banter. Okay, okay, just banter. I'll get used to the banter thingy. Okay. <laughs> Come on, or straight, straight bullets my mental health. But yeah, it's fine. Okay, Fauzi. Zainab, my darling. You know I cannot forget you. Okay, Sapa, me luring me. You come rotting on time. Let's introduce them. I've been not coming. I introduced you guys to Zain, our, my second co-host of this show. Emma Binupe Mugbagbe is not, is not intentional. I knew that it's just be a normal thing within guys. Like, you just used to bands. I come out. They will be insulting their daddies. They will be saying, Kufa. The only question is, how did you react if you found out your wife is unable to have children while you guys are married? La, 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 la. Ha, oh no. That's actually very deep, to be honest. Um, I I don't think I'm in the right state of mind to answer that question because you know sometimes being very honest, yeah, there are just some things that you can't you can't give an answer to because you are not in that position yet. Do you understand? No matter how you might like give an answer to something, you might maybe when you're in the situation, there are chances that you might do something otherwise. But I feel like for me to be in, in a relationship with somebody, for me to marry somebody, it means I'm actually going to be very committed to that person. And I believe like one of us, one of the strongest values that we uphold in that relationship is, is communication. So I think like, as for me, I mean, miracle happened. So I think one of the major things is definitely, I mean, I can't just, I, I wouldn't say I'm going to leave 
the person because the person can conceive a child. Do you understand? It can it like Allah could have made it that it was me that would not be able to give a child. Do you understand? And then I feel it's a test from God Almighty. So I feel it's going to be something that both of us would uh, face together, and it's something that we're going to communicate about. Like try as much as possible to see okay possible this is a problem um possible solutions that we might that we might tend to pull far to the current problem so i i don't think it's something that i alone can make a decision for because it's it's a relationship so it's a two is a two is a two people thing do you understand so i feel it's a conversation i'm going to have with with my wife i can't outrightly say okay well, this is what i'll do if my wife can conceive i feel it's something that i and her would discuss because definitely i mean it's to live or to die do you understand you guys both came into the relationship together and you know that definitely this is a test from god almighty there are so many things also that can happen that would test your that would test your your faith your the love you guys have, the companionship you guys have for each other. This is one of the tests, and I feel it's something that both of us should face together. So I feel it's something I'm going to have a conversation with my partner. And then the most important thing is to like put a solution to it together. So that solution, I don't think I have an answer for it now. I feel when if I'm in the shoes, I would be able to like come up with a solution with my partner. It's something that I would do together with my partner. Yeah, thank you very much. Actually, no one can, can say for certain that this is how they would react in such a situation. So it's until you are faced with that kind of thing that you know that, okay, this is what you do. And it's good that you are, you know, you want it. Marriage is about partnership and people coming together and making the decisions together and also, yeah, but I think from what you said, I think patience, knowing that, you know, whatever Allah has tried us with, it's for our own benefit and Allah has a plan with everything that he does. So yeah, there is no one to use. I don't know what's the word. Ofegbuani, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. What do you mean? Ofegbuani and cap. That's why I'm coming back with this rebuttal. So, Nurudin, knowing fully well that that question was related to a wifey situation, for this, let's say it's your, somebody, your perspective, the one that you want to get married to, and then you find out that this person has polycystic ovarian syndrome. Let me break it down. So, lately, a number of teenage girls do have this um, syndrome, and this kind of syndrome sometimes, you know, is attached to infertility. So they are already aware that, okay, there's, you know, this chance of infertility, but then, you know, they are relying on their rope. Do you get me? So they already are aware. They already know this thing. So with a lady that comes to you and tells you, would you want her to actually tell you that, okay, um, Abibi, I already have, you know, PCOS. Do you want to, do you want to let you know before or you want to know after? I want to know honestly so um i'm going to answer this question and i think i'm going to give a, a general verdict a lot of things that relate to this so i honestly i've like i've seen a lot of situations where things like this happen and i keep wondering like what do you people do during your courtship stage like when you guys are seeing each other what do you people talk about because i find it very hard to believe like you want to marry somebody and you have you have something like this, like you have a you have a how do I put it? You have something like this, and then you don't speak with your partner about it. I feel it's very wrong. I mean, there are people that 
there are people that will marry you because of that if you still have that and there are people that maybe they won't be okay with doing that but i feel the most important thing is like to let your partner know communicate in depth just like i said it's very very important so as to a lot of things i mean you figure out that um a lot of people have different things Le- okay let me even use um let me use this genotype thing that I think is like the most common. Like you have genotype issues and maybe some, you found out that you find out that a lot of all these couples, they maybe don't even talk about this. That's why we have like a high, a skyrocket case of um, children that are sicklers and all of this. Do you understand? So I feel like this is something that you need to speak in depthly with your partner. Like you and your partner should have a very, a very, very, deep conversation about it because you know human beings who have different personalities like there's a chance that if your partner later finds out maybe in your marriage he or she might not be able to like how they put it might not be able to like hold it and accept it i mean you could have just let him know before that so he he knows what he's going into or she knows what she's going into do you understand if your partner is aware of that and then wants to take that decision to continue with that marriage, then he knows that, okay, this is something that they are both going to face in their marriage. But if the partner isn't aware and the partner is in the marriage and he later knows, or maybe if if it's a syndrome for a guy and he later knows, I'm just generalizing it in general, yeah? I feel it's, it's really not fair for the partner, to be honest. Like, it's not fair. It's something you guys should have communicated about. And then you guys should have like maybe created, uh, if you guys want to continue with that um, relationship, you guys should have like, it doesn't have to be a curable solution, but the new people know that, okay, this is a challenge from God Almighty. The new people know, you know that, okay, if you are really going to continue with marriage, you know that, okay, these are things that you people need to work on. Maybe go for therapy sessions, if possible, or try to see a, a, a doctor and maybe get possible solutions that you can you can together. Yes, I think I've answered your question. I feel it's very important for you to communicate things like this before the marriage so your partner is aware of it. Okay, nice, nice. Finally, love it, love it. <laughs> there was no anti-cap by anybody inside of our Thank you for sharing. Um... On to the next. So, what do men talk about often? I'm sure it might not be girls, <laughs> might not be women. But what do men talk about often? Is it? Are you a sports person? What do you guys talk about? Like, what time? You know, a little bit of. I don't know what your white people call it. Yeah, your children or whatever. So, what do you guys talk about often? So it depends, honestly. Yeah, most times we talk about football. I think that's like the major thing we talk about for guys. I'm a sports ball. I'm a sports person. I love sports wholeheartedly. I've been watching football since I was six. No cap, in depthly since I was six years old. So majority of my friends, most times we talk about football. If we're not talking about football, it's business. Like maybe schemes how to make money or basic, basically like other things. But majorly, I feel a lot of squads, majority of their conversations always around sports, either football, basketball, or other things. Then business most times, or basically just um things like like just that makes us happy. 
Yeah. All right. Uh uh. Hey, big football fan. That's nice. Um, so hmm. You said something about um when people caught and they should actually have this conversation. I think we as human beings, we try to avoid all these hard and uncomfortable situations. It's very important to have these conversations. You'll be you'll be relieved afterwards, right? But it's not it's not for the shadow. You guys should be doing it. Have the deep conversation when you are caught Anyways, number my second question. Hmm. What makes you smile even when you you had the worst thing? What's that thing that makes you smile after a day has given us a bad day? Credit a lot, you know. <laughs> Credit no, 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 no. I like you are honest. Don't lie. You know that I Credit a lot, Send to my account. Thank you. I think that part you were talking about communication is like really key. I was going to say something, but then it skipped my mind. You know, there's this document um Digital Sisterhood made. I think that document is is is, is it. I don't have been saying it's it lately, whether it's it does. So I might probably share the document on, you know, you guys should look out for it on um the Insta story again, because I think I've shared it before. So moving on to my next question, Rudin. <laughs> I mean you say Squad, squad, squad. I'm sure you have like your own squad. Do you have your own squad? Yes, I want to know that first. Do you have your own squad? I'm a man of the people. I have plenty squads, actually. <laughs> you have plenty squads. So you say squad is your air color. What? <laughs> That's interesting, though. So, okay, there should be the ones that are topping the list. You probably want to, you know, give them a shout out or something like that. Okay, yeah, so I'll be giving a shout out to my guys. Um, gang, 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 they know themselves. Um, follow up, Lazim, Dunsin, GD, Owen, Mariam. Yeah, I'm giving a shout out to you guys. I love you guys so much, and I wish you guys the best in your life. I pray Almighty God keeps uh, moving you guys and keeps supporting you guys to achieve every single thing you guys put your hands on. I'd also be giving a shout out to Hot Topic members. You guys are amazing. You guys have made life so sweet for me, even when I was down. I love you guys so much. And yet, all my male friends, everybody, I love you guys so much. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, the last question for today. I said the questions have not been hard. Like, you've been giving intelligent responses to it. Yeah, Shika, we don't do wickedness here. We try to make things nice. <laughs> My last question, can you marry a woman who is older than you are? Yes, no. Please, I'm following footsteps of the prophet Abek. Yes, but are you serious, man? Yeah. I think I would, I would, I, I would marry a, an, a woman that is older than me. Basically, basically, because I feel she's going to be more matured. Like she's, she's going to be able to like understand, understand life better. And like she has, she basically has experience about a lot of things. And I feel um our communication level will be, will be higher because it. I would expect that. A woman that is older than me definitely would either have more experience about life than me or would be able to understand like a lot of things about me. Do you understand? So yeah, I feel it's it's going to actually be a very nice yeah, man uh, mind somebody that is older than older than I am. Though I know it comes with a lot of 
a lot of pains, societal, societal views and everything. But if you look at it, the prophet did it and he loved it. I mean, he had six children with Khadija and they had a very happy family. They basically had life together and their age difference is about 15. So, yeah, I think a woman that is older than me would be very good, yeah. Cool. This is the first person that I'm hearing that is giving a yes answer. Most people always say no, and I understand it's understandable. It's, it's good to be true to yourself. It's good to not say because ah, because the prophet did it, which I can do. It's not everybody that can. So I like that you're checking out on the prophet. Ah, that's good. Anyway, I think you're the one. You have your questions for us. We are ready. We want to hear <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'd really love to hear your opinions about this. Um, Zainab and Fauzi, I'd love to hear you guys' opinions about this. Um, So as Muslim women that you are, like, okay, let me just say, as women that you are, like, trying to build an amazing career for yourself, what do you think your role is in the society and in your home? Like, what do you think your role is in the society and in your home, considering the fact that you're, you're trying to build an amazing career for yourself? Okay. So if I understand your question, in our role in society and also in our homes, right? So in the home, believe that I'm the queen of the house and I control a lot of things when it comes to like household, um, taking care of the house, making sure that everything is fine, meal planning, planning food, cooking, cleaning, controlling employees. Like you basically are the one that moves the mountains in the house and make the important decisions, right? That's, that's, that's a dream come true for me, like taking care of my house. And I actually really do enjoy it because I do it right now. As a as a co-parent, for my, as a, I co-parent my siblings, so like I'm the one who does it, and I actually really enjoy it. As much as it's stressful, I actually really enjoy it, and I look forward to doing that someday. Then in the society, hmm. <laughs> that one, I think it's also tied to raising good children. Like if you have children that are, if you raise great children, who would also impact the society wherever they go to. When your children go to school, they are going to mingle with other people's kids, and they will, their own good manners can wear off on other people. So if you have righteous kids that you raise, so that's a good thing. Also, your husband would also raise the kids, but a, you asked the question about women, so. You make sure that the child, your children are great. And then how you also treat people that work with you too has a positive impact. You may not necessarily have like NGOs or do something big for the society, but from right from your house, you can do things that move the society. How do you treat your employees? Are your employees saying good things about you when you go out? When your neighbors as well, are they saying something nice about you? So that alone is a community. And so you don't have to impact people in the large sense of the world. It's not as if it's not good, but you know, you can start small. That way you create an, an impact and you change the world little by little from that. So yeah. I I love your answer, mashallah. Then I would love to hear from you also. Okay. So when Fauzi said employees, then I knew that I knew fully well that my ladies don't play. Duh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> for me, for me, I think that um it has been made clear in Islam, like the rights of, you know, a woman as a wife, as a daughter, everything has been made clear to, you know, your right to your, you know, your family members, everybody, even to society. So for me, I think that should, you know, first be my own guideline. Yes, number one. And then every other thing is just like side or toppings and all of that. But let me break it down. For me, I'll start from, you know, 
when it comes to at least we, we all do social studies. So <laughs> social studies, we did family, we did society. So knowing fully well that, you know, family is like the smallest unit. It starts from the family, you know, to build something beautiful, to probably give any impact. You have to, you have to have from your family, Coco. So starting from my own family, you know, trying to build um, something amazing. That's why, you know, <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to that part. <laughs> okay. So, you know, view something amazing starting from there, you know, from there, you know, you can head on to career. The impact you have to have to outsiders, outside your family. I don't know, me or I, I like fulfillment from, you know, achieving things. So definitely I'm going to, you know, be outside as much as I am inside. I don't know if that makes sense. But if it hits you, let me know. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's it. You know, starting from Islam, understanding. I think there are books to read on that, don't fully wear index to toe. Like, this is it. So, please, that's it. Wow. Wow. That's, that's actually amazing. Like, I love the fact that you're able to um, bring it even down to our social, our social studies knowledge, yeah, which is actually very fine. So, um, I just feel like, basically, um, a lot of women should understand this. I mean, whatever you feel it's, I mean, I know everybody has a different perspective and different views to life. Whatever you feel is is righteous for you, um, uphold it and actually be very very confident about your decisions. But uh, in all manners, I uh, I'm very 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 um happy with what you guys have said. It's amazing. Down to uh, my second question. Um, so most especially in relationships. We've, we figured out like a lot of problems come down to um, partners, friends, work members, everybody basically in life having problems with communication. Like, what do you guys feel? Why is communication still a, a problem in people's life? Even now, like at this moment that we're speaking, Considering the fact that there's so much hype about people understanding themselves and communicating well. But if you look at it, it's still a very, very big issue. Almost everywhere that you go, in families, between siblings, at um, at workplaces, even friends, like you notice like a lot of people find it very hard to communicate. Why do you think this is an issue? I would love Zainab to start first. Okay, no, actually love both. You brought gone, gone, and I brought nice to this party. Okay, so I think that even for those that you know communicate, it still goes far as you know comprehending what is being communicated to you. Me, I'm a fan of. I'm huge on communication. If you tell me that, I was still telling Fauzi, was it yesterday that if you tell me that, go and bring. Go and bring Ororo. There are different types of Ororo, right? So you have to clarify which Ororo do you want me to bring. It's as deep as that for me on communication. It is very deep. Clarification, bring it. And then I'm able to like comprehend what you want me to do exactly. So why why is it hard for people to communicate? I don't know. I think people are just used to one. one People have refused the old ideology of, you know, trying to change. People are used to one mindset. You're not ready to, you know, okay, cancel the old idea, the idea you have before, like, this is not right. You need to do it better now. Okay, maybe it goes back to, you know, ego. I think, I don't know, but it goes to your gender again, Rudy. We should not start. But I think my own gender is soft. So there's this, you know, you know, ability to, you know, even when your gender decides to communicate, I feel like my gender is soft. So we'll listen. 
we listen that's how we've been made that's how Gina has been so I think that's it though Compre- comprehension um, refusal to you know be refu- refusal to want to learn more people have refused that totally they're like like this is try to I think while growing up it's like while you're growing up and then you're used to doing things this particular way and then somebody tells you babe you cannot like keep doing it this way I think this is better you should try this out but then you're like this is rigid it's very rigid this is how I want it to be done and it's not working it's not working we've tried it we've tried it it's not working so I think comprehension is part like that or that um what I just said now is also part so yeah that's it wow amazing I'd love BFK to go next I want to hear your opinion too okay so (laughs) communication is hard because human beings are problematic. And I realized this as I grow older and I deal with people, I realize that the problem with communication always happens when you're trying to set boundaries of what you don't like and people take offense to it. Like they, they don't they don't like you stating what you don't like. They don't want you to agree with them on everything. So like Zainab said, comprehension is a very, very key um, key, what would I call it now? It's a key performing indicator for communication. Like, you need to understand what somebody is saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very important You need to actually understand when people are telling you this. I think where we have problems is when you're trying to set boundaries. I don't like this thing. I don't want you to do this. People are like, ah, why don't you like it? Why shouldn't you like it? I remember there was somebody that told, I know someone who told another person that I don't come to my house. I don't, I don't entertain people sleeping over in my house. And she had a problem with that. She was like, ah, that on you. Now, last one is come to you. I'm like, I'm just telling you what I don't like. You don't have to, you don't have to understand it. It's just, it's okay. Okay, you don't like it. That's who you are. I think it also goes down to understanding people, knowing that, being open-minded, and knowing that not everybody is like you. Not everybody will do things the way you want to do it. And because this everybody does things in a particular manner, doesn't mean this is how another person would do it. She doesn't like people sleeping over in her house. And that's it. So those period, don't, don't ask, don't shake with people. You know, fair, I don't want, I don't want. So the problem is only when you're saying, this is something that I don't like doing. The boundaries, when you're trying to communicate, don't cross this line. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because I'm very territorial person and I like to set boundaries. And other people always have problems with me. I'm like, oh, I, ah, this one is too much. You are too doing, you are doing too much. You are doing that much. But I don't think I'm doing too much. I'm just telling you what I like and I don't like. And we have problems. And the problem go. <laughs> and we want to understand the problems that we have. And we want to we want to be humble enough to solve them for ourselves first. We cannot understand another person's problem. Sure. They have said, I think they've said everything all. I love your opinions. Um, then I've been mentioned of something, clarification and comprehension. And Fazia also spoke about people being open-minded. And I think um that's that's like the major part of it. <clears throat> Um, communication is a two-way thing. There's the sender and the receiver. So if if a message is being sent to you, you should try as much as possible to comprehend it, which I feel like is the major part of the problem because we all communicate. You basically sitting down and talking to... I know some people actually have that problem. They don't even talk. Like, they don't say anything, which is bad. Like, if you're, if you're that type of person and you're living with people... It's very good, at least to a reasonable extent. I know it's hard, but try as much as possible to like air your opinions about certain things that 
about certain things that you like and you don't like. But the most important part of it is like comprehending, like act in certain ways, why they do certain things. And then even if you don't believe in like their their reasoning, if you don't believe in, you know why they do certain things, do you understand? And then you would, it like, I feel it's going to enable your cohabiting. And most importantly, self, it's good for you to also set your standards, like your boundaries, your core values as a human being. And when people preach it out to you, try as much as possible to be empathetic. You know that, okay, this person tolerates this and this person doesn't. And reason why this person doesn't tolerate this is because of this. I I don't really believe that I don't really believe in this person's values, but I understand why he doesn't want this. So I won't do this to him. It's as simple as that. And I feel like in as much as people like try as much as possible to understand this basic logic, I feel we won't be able to like cohabit within ourselves. Try as much as possible to be open-minded, be empathetic, and lastly, try as much as possible to comprehend and clarify people's messages. And then you should also be empathetic. Try to put yourself in other people's shoes so you can understand how do you feel about certain things, even if you don't believe in them? Yeah. So. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, Dina is taking over the podcast. <laughs> He's telling everybody what to do, what to not do. Uh-uh. <laughs> Only take over. You can see, guys. All right. Zainab, any last words? Uh, but, okay, this is part of communicating with your loved ones. When you, you know, I think we already shared this in previous episodes i think so you know it's always hard to you know tell your lovers this is this is how you want things this is this is how you want to do it this is this is that because nobody <laughs> you're scared of okay rejection that's it's actually rejection you're scared of because when you say something and they don't agree with you that means that you're, you're in the rejection zone so regardless i think you should you know always express your boundaries to people that you care about like at the end of the day people that are going to stay are going to stay people are going to move are going to what are going to move and it's i think authenticity like authenticity is you know more louder than you know facade so please do you at the end of the day period 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 she has given us everything all right thank you very much nerding for agreeing to be with us on this podcast um, we really appreciate it a whole lot Thank you for all the wonderful insights you dropped. They were very intellectual. I'm just one enjoying everything. So, guys, I'm going to get on to Zainab to give it a swim. And, you know, do what's next. All right, guys. Jazakallah and everybody. Jazakallah and everything. Thank you so much for, you know, making time out to, you know, share everything you did. And thank you for being honest. Yes, I'm going to probably come back and listen to this podcast again. <laughs> Yeah, thank you um, to everyone that's been sharing, listening, you know, telling your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you. And this is where, you know, the podcast episode ends. Feel free to always share your thoughts, reviews. Yes, please share reviews. I love to see reviews. I love to see feedbacks. Yes, so we can't know where we're slacking and what we need to work on. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.